Hi hello friends cuties chuties welcome to Potter's podcast episode 18 book 1 chapter 6 the journey from platform 9 and 3 quarters yes chapter 5 diagonally got over we have stepped into chapter 6 story thus far those who have traveled with me right from episode 1 are allowed to wander a little in harry's little bedroom others pay attention harry our hero was a motherless fatherless kid who was left with his maternal aunt and his uncle to be brought up by professor dumbledore albus dumbledore the name may sound strange and the person looks stranger you see he is the headmaster of school hogwarts which teaches magic yes harry is a wizard which is unknown to him until hagrid comes and informs him on his 11th birthday 11th birthday hagrid though being a half giant the keeper of keys of hogwarts school is very kind and gentle i mentioned him being a half giant remember this piece of information and even the last episode is highly informative we got a glimpse of the evil wizard voldemort you know who we also came to know that no one calls him by his name you know so let's call him you know right we are not albus dumbledore to call him by his name right anyway voldemort he vanished when he tried to kill baby harry so this sounds little strange right and harry's wand which he got from olivander's is a twin is a twin wand a twin what was that just remember this later we shall discuss harry went on shopping with hagrid and at that time only he bought this wand and also he bought all the things needed for his school and he is really looking forward to go to his new school as his life with dursley's family is filled with misery they also had kept the secret of harry being a wizard and bullied him a lot in the past now how are they going to treat our harry after harry knows that he is a wizard himself and would they continue to do so how harry is going to react let's see let's enter episode harry's last month with dusleys wasn't fun true Dudley was now so scared of Harry who wouldn't stay in the same room while Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vernon didn't shut Harry in his cupboard force him to do anything or shout at him in fact they didn't speak to him at all half terrified half furious they acted as though any chair with Harry in it were empty although this was an improvement in many ways it did become a bit depressing after a while Harry kept to his room with his new owl for company most of the time. He had decided to call her Hedwig, a name he had found in a book, A History of Magic by Bathilda Bagshot. Bathilda Bagshot is the author of the book, A History of Magic. Fine. His school books were very interesting. He lay on his bed reading late into the night. Hedwig swooping in and out of the open window as she pleased. It was lucky that Aunt Petunia didn't come into vacuum anymore because Hedwig kept bringing back dead mice. Every night before he went to sleep, Harry ticked off another day on the piece of paper he had pinned to the wall, counting down to September the first. 
On the last day of August, he thought he'd better speak to his aunt and uncle about getting to King's Cross Station the next day. So he went down to the living room where they were watching a quiz show on the television. He cleared his throat to let them know he was there, and Dudley screamed and ran from the room. Your uncle Vernon. Uncle Vernon grunted to show he was listening. Yeah, I need to be at King's Cross Station tomorrow to, uh, to go to Hogwarts. <coughs> Uncle Vernon, would it be all right if you gave me a lift? <coughs> Said grunt, grunted Uncle Vernon again. Harry supposed that means yes, so he just thanked him and he was about to go back upstairs when Uncle Vernon actually spoke. Funny way to get to a wizard school, the train. Magic carpets all got punctures, have they? Harry didn't say anything. Where is the school anyway? Uncle Vernon asked. I don't know, said Harry. You're realizing this for the first time. He pulled the ticket Hagrid had given him out of his pocket. I just take the train from platform 9 and 3 quarters at 11 o'clock. He read. His aunt and uncle stared. Platform what? Nine and three quarters. Don't talk rubbish, said Uncle Vernon. There is no platform nine and three quarters. It's on my ticket, said Harry. Barking, howling mad, the lot of them you'll see, said Uncle Vernon. You just wait, all right. We'll take you to King Cross. We are going up to London tomorrow anyway, or I wouldn't bother. Why are you going to London, Harry asked, trying to keep things friendly. Taking Dudley to the hospital, growled Uncle Vernon. Got to have the ruddy tail removed before he goes to Smeltings. Harry woke at 5 o'clock the next morning and was too excited and nervous to go back to sleep. Of course, it is the first time he's going to Hogwarts, you know, a magic school, that too. He got up and pulled on his jeans because he didn't want to walk into the station in his wizard's robe. He would change on train. He checked his Hogwarts list yet again to make sure he had everything he needed, saw that Hedwig was shut safely in a cage and then paced the room, waiting for the dust sleeves to get up. Two hours later, Harry's huge trunk, heavy trunk, had been loaded into Dursley's car. Aunt Petunia had talked Dudley into sitting next to Harry and they had set off. Set off, begin their journey. Mm. It's a phrasal book, okay? They reached King's Cross at half past ten. Uncle Vernon dumped Harry's trunk onto the cot and wheeled it into the station for him. Harry thought this was strangely kind until Uncle Vernon stopped it dead. Really, is he coming forward to help me? Thought Harry. But Uncle Vernon stopped facing the platforms with a nasty grin on his face. Well, there your boy, platform 9 and platform 10. Your platform should be somewhere in the middle, but they don't seem to have built it yet, do they? He was quite right, of course. There was a big plastic number 9 over one platform and a big plastic number 10 over the next to it. And in the middle, nothing at all. Have a good turn, said Uncle Vernon with an even nastier smile. He deserves a punch, right? He left without another word before I punch him. Anyway. Harry turned and saw Dursley's drive away. All three of them were laughing. Pity Harry. Harry's mouth went rather dry. What on earth was he going to do? He was starting to attract a lot of funny looks because of Hedwig. He would have to ask someone. 
but whom can he ask he was all alone standing all alone in that platform he stopped passing guard but didn't dare mention platform 9 and 3 quarters the god had never heard of hogwarts when harry couldn't even tell him which part of country it was in he started to get annoyed as though harry was being stupid on purpose getting desperate hopelessness engulfed him harry asked for the train that left at 11 o'clock but the god said there wasn't one in the end the god strode away muttering about time wasters harry was now trying hard not to panic he he was almost at the verge of his tears according to the large clock over the arrivals board he had 10 minutes left to get on to the train to hogwarts and he had no idea how to do it he was stranded stranded means all alone left in the platform in the middle of the station with a trunk he could hardly lift a pocket full of wizard money and a large owl hagrid must have forgotten to tell him something you had to do like tapping the third brick on the left to get into diagon alley harry wondered if he should get out his wand and start tapping the ticket inspectors stand between platform 9 and 10 but he dared not to do so what he can do is he going to leave the train he is not going to hogwarts at all how pathetic the situation is right at that moment a group of people passed just behind him and he caught a few words of what they were saying packed with muggles of course the word muggle spread relief onto the harry from right from the head to the toes he swung around the speaker was a plump woman who was talking to four boys all with flaming red hair each of them was pushing a trunk like harry's in front of him and they had an owl hot hammery harry pushed his cart after them finally harry got someone who belongs to his world they stopped and so did he just near enough to hear what they were saying now What's the platform number? Said the boy's mother. Nine and three quarters. Pipe. A small girl, also red-headed, who was holding her hand. Mom, can't we go? Mom, you're not old enough, Ginny. Now be quiet. All right, Percy, you go first. What looked like the oldest boy marched toward platform nine and ten. Harry watched, careful not to blink in case he missed it. But just as the boy reached the dividing barrier between the two platforms. a large crowd of tourists came swarming in front of him and by the time the last backpack had cleared away the boy had vanished fred you next the plump woman said i'm not fred i'm george said the boy honestly woman you call yourself a mother can't you tell i'm george sorry george dear said the woman while joking i'm fred said the boy and off he went His twin called after him to hurry up, and he must have done so because a second later he had gone. But how he had done it? Now the third brother was walking briskly towards the barrier, and he was almost there. And then, quite suddenly, he wasn't anywhere. There was nothing else for it. Excuse me," said Harry to the plump woman. "Hello, dear," she said. "First time at Hogwarts. Ron's new too." She pointed at the last and youngest of her sons. He was tall, thin, and gangling with freckles, big hands and feet, and a long nose. Yes," said Harry. "The thing is, 
Uh, the thing is, I don't know how to, how to get onto the platforms. She said kindly and Harry nodded. Not to worry, she said. All you have to do is walk straight at the barrier between platform 9 and 10. Don't stop and don't be scared. You will crash into it. That's very important. Best, do it at a bit of a run if you're nervous. Go on. Go now before Ron. Yeah, okay, said Harry. He pushed his trolley around and stared at the barrier. It looked very solid. He started to walk towards it. People jostled him on their way to platforms 9 and 10. Harry walked more quickly. He was going to smash right into that barrier and he would be in trouble. Leaning forward on his cord, he broke into a heavy run. The barrier was coming nearer and nearer. He wouldn't be able to stop. The cart was out of control. He was a foot away. He closed his eyes, ready for the crash. It didn't come. He kept on running. He opened his eyes. A scarlet steam engine was waiting next to a platform packed with people. A sign overhead said Hogwarts Express 11 o'clock. Harry looked behind him and saw a wrought iron archway where the barrier had been with the words platform 9 and 3 quarters on it. He had done it. And the scene with the scarlet steam engine. It's such a beautiful painting we could drink in. As I said in diagonally, you remember? In the same way, we need to have thousands of eyes to drink in the scene. Such a blissful scene, you know. Such a beautiful scene, like a painting, I said. Smoke from the engine drifted over the heads of the chattering crowd, while cats of every color wound here and there between their legs. Owls hooted to one another in a disgruntled sort of way over the babble and the scrapping of the heavy trunks. The first few carriages were already packed with students, some hanging out of the window to talk to their families, some fighting over sweets. Harry pushed his cart off down the platform in search of an empty seat. He passed a round-faced boy who was saying, Grand, I lost my throat again. Oh, Neville, he heard the old woman sigh. A boy with dreadlocks was surrounded by a small crowd. Give us a look, Lee. Go on. The boy lifted the lid of a box in his arms and the people around him shrieked and yelled as something inside poked out a long hairy leg. What was that? That we will see later. First, let's find a seat for our Harry. Harry pressed on through the crowd until he found an empty compartment near the end of the train. He put Hedwig inside first and then started to shove and he was strung towards the train door tried to lift it up the steps but could hardly raise one end and twice he dropped it painfully on his foot. What a hand! It was one of the red-haired twins he would follow through the barrier. Yes, please, said Harry, panting. Oi, Fred, come here, help! With the twins' help, Harry's trunk was at last tucked away in a corner of the compartment. Thanks, said Harry, pushing his sweaty hair out of his eyes. What's that? said one of the twins suddenly, pointing at Harry's lightning scar. Blimey, said the other twin. Are you? He is, said the first twin. Aren't you? He added to Harry. What? said Harry. Harry Potter, chorused the twins. Oh, him, said Harry. I mean, yes, I am. The two boys gawked at him. And Harry felt himself turning red. And then, to his relief, a voice came floating in through the train's open door. Fred, George, are you there? Coming, Mom. 
With a last look at Harry, the twins hopped off the train. First strange encounter. The moment he said Harry Potter, the twin gawked at him, right? So always he was the odd man out, Harry. He is going to face such a lot of gawked look on his face. Everyone's going to stare at him the same way the twin did. At times, it becomes really annoying, you know. But how Harry is going to take in Hogwarts in his magic school? So I don't know how he is going to go through all these things. Anyway, at present, let us be with Harry in a seat. Harry sat down next to the window where, half hidden, he could watch the red-haired family on the platform and hear what they were saying. Their mother had just taken out her handkerchief. Ron, you've got something on your nose. The youngest boy tried to jerk out of the way, but she grabbed him and began rubbing the end of his nose. Mom, giraffe, he wriggled free. Ow, has ickle Ronnie got some fake on his nose, he said one of the twins. The naughty twin, anyway. Shut up, said Ron. Where's Percy, said the mother. He's coming now. Eldest boy came striding into sight. He had already changed into his billowing black Hogwarts robes and Harry noticed a shiny red and gold badge on his chest with the letter P on it. Can't stay long, mother, he said. I'm up front. The prefects have got two compartments to themselves. Oh, are you a prefect, Percy, said one of the twins with an air of great surprise. You should have said something. We had no idea. Hang on. I think I remember saying something about it, said the other twin. Once or twice, a minute, all summer. Oh, shut up, said Percy the prophet. How come Percy gets new robes anyway, said one of the twins. Because he's a prophet, said the mother fondly. All right, dear, we'll have a good term. Send me an owl when you get there. Is that okay? She kissed Percy on the cheek and he left. Then she turned to the twins. Now you too. This year, you behave yourself. If I get one more owl telling me you have, you have blown up a toilet or blown up a toilet. We have never blown up a toilet. Great idea though. Thanks mom, said the twins. It's not funny and look after Ron. Don't worry. Ickle Ronnie keeps safe with us. Shut up, said Ron again. He was almost as tall as the twins already and his nose was still uh, pink where his mother had rubbed it. Hey mom, guess what? Guess who we just met on the train? Harry leaned back quickly so they couldn't see him looking. You know that black-haired boy who was near us in the station? Know who he is? Who? Say, Harry Potter. Harry heard the little girl's voice. Oh mom, can I go on to the train and see him mom? Oh please. You have already seen him, Ginny. And the poor boy is not something you goggle at in a zoo. Is he really Fred? How do you know? Asked him, saw his scare. It's really there like lightning. Poor dear. No wonder he was alone, I wonder. He was ever so polite when he asked how to get onto the platform. See, a mother full of love. Later on, when you hear the story, you'll be saying this boy is a twin's dad saying, it was lucky day that they have met Harry on the first day. But I would say that Harry is really lucky rather than the family, to have this family as their own family, Harry's own family, you know. He's going to get a lot of love and affection which he has never experienced from this family, especially this mother's full of love, right?
anyway let's see what she has got to say never mind that do you think said the twin okay the naughty twin never mind that do you think he remembers what you know who looks like their mother suddenly became very stern i forbid you to ask him fred no don't you dare as though he needs reminding of that on his first day at school all right keep your hair on said the twin a whistle sounded hurry up said the mother and the three boys clambered onto the train they leaned out of the window for her to kiss them goodbye and their younger sister began to cry don't jinny will send you loads of owls will send you a hogwarts toilet seat also george said mother only joking mom said the twin the train began to move harry saw the boy's mother waving and their sister half laughing half crying running to keep up with the train until it gathered too much speed then she fell back and waved Harry watched the girl and her mother disappear as the train rounded the corner. Houses flashed past the window. Harry felt a great leap of excitement. It's not just excitement, a great sort of relief which is spread from his head to toe. The moment he heard the word muggle snow, the same sort of relief now. He's moving away. He's moving away a long distance quite from Dursley's, Dursley family, you know. for the first time he is without anyone to bully him to annoy him or is that true is it going to be like this is hogwarts experience a good one for harry you know what he was going to of course where he is going to but it had to be better than what he was leaving behind that's true right the door of the compartment slid open and the angest red-headed boy came in he says going to be is the boy the red-haired boy the angest one is going to be the same one like we met in madam malkins who is boasted who has boasted around that he is from a proper wizarding family is he going to bully our friend our hero harry potter we have to wait till our next episode it's kamali bidding farewell and before we move on to the next episode let's share and spread magic in the air bye bye